0: Hello and welcome to the City Works edition uh, or portion of mm-hmm. our of this edition of the Rouse uh, Review. Uh, I'm still Dan Hoffman mm-hmm. and Amy Simmons still here. Thanks still for here. sticking around for the second part. Um, so today we're going to talk to Carrie Malott and Patrick Elwell from the City Manager's Office. So Yay. some familiar faces. Mm-hmm. Um, they're a little nervous. <laughs> Little is an understatement. Yeah, yeah. I think Carrie's been dreading this for, uh, ever since we told her she was going to do it. Right, so, yeah. So, but uh, I think you'll hear uh, that she will, is just fine and her concerns are completely unfounded, so.
1: Yeah, it's our little office family.
0: So that's exactly, so, uh, and, and the few people that are listening to this. <laughs> so uh, let's go ahead and get them in here and get started. Uh, welcome, Carrie and Patrick. Uh I'm sure no one listening to this knows that uh, the four people in the room currently are all sweet mates. Uh, Amy, communications director; Carrie Mallet, our clerk (technically deputy clerk, but we'll get into that in a minute); and Patrick Elwell, program manager, jack of all trades. And you know, if his if he did have a job description that was accurate, it would be other duties as assigned. Period. Uh, Patrick is currently the interim director of development services. Uh, so for those of you who have listened to this before, I think we had Sean on, uh, Sean is taking a job in the private sector. So Patrick's filling in until we fill the position permanently. Um, and we all sit in the same suite up on the fourth floor of city hall. So, uh, these folks are no strangers to, to us. We are no strangers to each other. Um, uh, but they're probably strangers to all of you, the handful of people listening to this. So uh, we're gonna today we're going to talk about what does a clerk do? Uh, you've probably seen clerks uh, in different forms in different professions. You've probably seen the movie clerks. You've uh, probably seen the clerk of the court. You guys don't know the movie clerks from the 80s. Oh my no. God. All right. Well, that's another. That's another thing to entirely unrelated to government com- work. Completely but. unrelated. Like it, they were like cashier clerks at a store, and it mm-hmm. was one of those. Um, oh, what's his name? Um, oh, the guy that he did all those movies. Did Jay and Silent Bob? Jay and Silent Bob. Um, yeah. What was his name? I can't remember. Anyway, Kevin Smith. Yes. Yes. Right. Something like that. Anyways, uh, so. <laughs> it's different. Uh, clerk, in this sense, is probably different than a lot of the different contexts you've seen. Yes, I do a little research real quick, Patrick. Um, and yeah, Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith. There you go. Uh, so yes, you guys will probably hate that movie, and I, I don't. It, I would bet it doesn't hold up very well either. But um, yes, it's not like the movie Clerks by any way, shape, <laughs> or form. Uh, so today we're going to talk about what a clerk for a city does and how an idea becomes uh, an ordinance or a resolution. So how do things end up on a city council agenda? Uh, so let's get started with uh, clerk. Carrie, what does, you are the deputy clerk only because technically in city code, I'm the clerk of council, but in reality, Carrie is the clerk of council. Carrie, what does a clerk do?
1: The clerk does agendas, mm-hmm. minutes, mm-hmm. make sure that those are posted uh, out onto what our Agenda and Minutes system is as iCompass. Uh, so that's our website. iCompass is,
0: is basically, if you don't go to iCompass, well, I guess they do kind of go to iCompass, but iCompass is just part of our website, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It
1: is. It is. It's a, it's I a guess, software system. Yeah. It's a yeah. software system linked to our website mm-hmm. that uh, publishes all the Agendas and Minutes for all the boards and commissions um, that we currently mm-hmm. have. Uh, so what are Minutes? Minutes are um, just a summarized of what happened in that meeting mm-hmm. uh, of council or a committee.
0: Mm-hmm. What kind of stuff can people find in the minutes? There's a little summary of the meeting, but what other stuff?
1: So really what you can find is what actions were taken. Okay. Uh, mainly uh, if a resolution or an ordinance passes, uh, you mm-hmm. can find that information or if somebody was appointed to a board.
0: Yep. And the best way to actually get a sense of what happened in the meeting is to watch, watch the, video. the video, watch the video, <laughs> the, uh, and we, what is our process for that? Cause we post every, we record pretty much every meeting. Almost every
1: meeting uh, for the city, like the planning commission mm-hmm. meeting, um, BZA, BAR, mm-hmm. uh, council committees um, and council meetings are recorded yeah. uh, and published out there. Uh, so you, they're easily accessible. Um, they mm-hmm. are, as well, published onto the iCompass system right beside the agenda.
0: What does the, now does state code, they require us to do certain things. State code requires, do, are we required to record videotape meetings?
1: We are not required to record or videotape. Um, so it's not
0: a requirement to have an audio or video. So um, we just do that for transparency. Yes. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. so uh, that's gonna. You don't have to call me sir. you, you never Sorry. call me Sorry. sir <laughs> at all, except for right now. <laughs> Carrie sits right outside of my <laughs> office. And she's. This is the most like formal uh, way she has ever addressed me in the past year and a half. <laughs>
1: you are probably right.
0: So, so ma'am. Uh, yeah, do you want a chair too? <laughs> no. No, thank you. Carrie's working on little sleep, so uh, we're uh, <laughs> so. We, uh, we don't have to record meetings, but we do that because it's a good way for folks because, you know, sometimes getting down to a meeting is a bit of a pain in the butt. Um, and you know, sometimes they're in the evening Mm -hmm. for a variety of reasons. It's a great way to keep on top of all the stuff that we talk about on this podcast on a regular basis. Um, what kind of other stuff does a clerk do for council and how does, you know, how is it consistent across different jurisdictions in Virginia at least?
1: every county, every city has a clerk. Mm-hmm. Um, what I do for council um, a lot of things comes across the desk uh, that needs to go to council needs to be noticed for council because council has they have different events that they mm-hmm. attend. Um, so yeah. What is notice when those. you when you notice something? Mm-hmm. It's
0: not like, hey, I noticed that. No, it's <laughs> so, what does it mean to notice something?
1: So to notice something is to actually post it on our boards, uh, so that the public knows. Here at City Hall. Yes, yes. Here at City Hall knows that council has been invited to an event. Um, maybe it's a graduation. Maybe mm-hmm. it's an apple blossom event. Mm-hmm. Um, so we just try and get those out there, um, so people that come into City Hall can see what events that council mm-hmm. may be attending. Uh, that week or in the future
0: mm-hmm. because council can't uh, they can't meet without it being noticed or publicized in some way shape or form You're there's correct. more we than we cannot two. have a
1: meeting um, that has to be noticed
0: yeah and it's th- more three or more is a meeting so if you mm-hmm. see two city two of your city councilors walking down the street chatting with each other that's fine <laughs> that's not a meeting uh, and if it's but three or more three or more you could but it's it gets into some real dicey territory so mm-hmm. you know three of them could just chat about the weather that's, mm-hmm. fine. that's fine it's when they actually start discussing anything related to the city so we absolutely. always play it safe and whenever there's going to be a gathering we we make sure we, we, we make notice sure. it absolutely uh, now let's go back to the agenda tell me what goes into the agenda
1: so the agenda actually a lot of our agenda is built from different committees and different boards mm-hmm. Uh, say something is going through planning commission like a rezoning um or a a conditional use permit Uh, those will hit the planning commission first Mm -hmm. uh the planning commission will then review that uh, and give recommendations to council um in regards to that application and uh then from there uh it builds up into council uh it will go to um Like something like a rezoning will go to our Planning and Economic Development Committee, Mm -hmm. uh, which consists of three of our counselors. And if that um, item is approved by that committee, Mm -hmm. it will be forwarded on to council for a final vote. Mm -hmm. Uh, Something like a rezoning is an ordinance, so it actually requires two more readings after that Planning and Economic Development Committee meeting.
0: So, and the person who sets the agenda for these meetings is...
1: Technically, you <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs>
0: so I set the agendas, mm-hmm. but of course, it's with you know I, I'm Absolutely. tracking what ha- what goes through this process. Um, sometimes things just kind of skip committee in a, an emergency setting, an emergency. or if there's uh, some time sensitivity to it, or if there's some special consideration, we'll just pop it right onto a a mm-hmm. regular meeting agenda. Um, so. We, we mentioned first and second reading. There's also resolutions. There's a variety mm-hmm. of different kinds of Absolutely. things. Uh, Patrick, you've been, although you're the interim director of development services right now, uh, you've also been the interim zoning administrator, uh, and you're also the, the person that I task with, uh, hey, we need an ordinance around uh, massage parlors, or hey, mm-hmm. we need something related to blight that might need uh, you know, or a text amendment or whatever. Uh, you're often the person that I throw that at. Uh, Mm -hmm. Tell me what, when you realize that, all right, we need an ordinance, and this needs to go through the process, Mm -hmm. tell me, walk me through the process of getting an ordinance passed.
2: Sure. Um, Well, it depends on kind of the stage that it gets to me. Mm -hmm. Um, So if it just comes as an idea, like, hey, we need to update our ordinance regarding uh, massage parlors. Mm-hmm. Then I'll speak with you and I'll speak with the police chief and I'll speak with anyone else who might be involved to kind of get an idea of what we want uh, or what we would like to, the ordinance to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll sit down and look at some other localities, see how other jurisdictions around our size um, in Virginia do it. Um, we don't want to reinvent the wheel mm-hmm. if it's already working. Um, but we also want to look to see if we can improve on what's out there. Mm-hmm. So um, I'll take that and kind of go through a couple drafts, run it by the key stakeholders, um, flesh it out a little bit more. And once we're kind of at a, a point where we're, we're comfortable with it, mm-hmm. then um, I'll kind of uh, create a, an item in iCompass, our system that Carrie just talked about. And uh, schedule it for a committee, uh, whichever committee would be most appropriate. When you say create an item, what goes into creating an item? So it's not just, mm-hmm.
0: hey, I created a Word document mm-hmm. and I saved it. It's sure. like what goes into it. We call it a CAM, which mm-hmm. just stands for Council Action Memo. Right. Uh, sometimes we'll just throw something in as a discussion item. But mm-hmm. what, go, what kinds of information do you put in that? Because that's what the public sees on an agenda, right? Right,
2: yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so all, every item on an agenda has... Uh, or most items on Agenda has a a CAM, a Council Action Memo, and that outlines the uh, details of where the item's coming from, the title, what the purpose of it is, Mm -hmm. how it's tied to the strategic plan or the city's overarching goals, um, background information, why did this come up, uh, how Mm -hmm. do we develop the ordinance that we're proposing, any kind of budgetary impacts, it's always a big thing to know um, if it's gonna cost anything down the road or Mm -hmm. if there's gonna be an upfront expense or if we're gonna um, generate some new revenue out of it. Mm -hmm. Um, Then there's always uh, an uh, option for us to kind of explain staff's recommendation Mm -hmm. or staff's um, outlook for council's consideration when Mm -hmm. they they look at it. Um, And that's followed by the actual language of the law. So there's a kind of a specific format that Resolutions and ordinances follow. Um, It's a lot of uh, fancy sounding. Yeah, whereas this and whereas that
0: Mm -hmm. and all that good stuff. Yeah, Yeah. whereas is, uh, for those of you who have ever looked at one of these or or maybe have not, uh, where we we refer to whereas is, they're just kind of opening statements that give Mm -hmm. some context and justification. So, explanations. uh, And, you know, whereas the city is, you know, needs more housing or. Whereas the, uh, you know, it's in the best interest of the businesses in the city that we do, blah, 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 mm-hmm. you know, th- those are kind of just some, a few reasons why we're doing what we're doing, but then it gets right, right into the actual language of the ordinance itself. Right? Right.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep. And then we get to the end where it basically starts out now, therefore be it ordained or mm-hmm. resolved, um, that, the, the common council, this being passed by council, mm-hmm. um, they're st- stating explicitly what the law is gonna be. So mm-hmm. now therefore the city code of Winchester is amended to state the following and mm-hmm. then we'll list uh, kind of a red line version of what the code currently says, mm-hmm. red line to strike out things we wanna take out or add in underline with things that we wanna add in and it should come out to be exactly what we want it to, to say. Um, and then uh, we support all the CAMs with backup documents. So if there's been um, research or uh, PowerPoint presentations or, mm-hmm. or anything that we put together, um, a lot of things that come out of planning and zoning will have a staff yeah. report that's multiple pages long that mm-hmm. kind of goes through every little detail. Um, that's all included in the, the council action memo and yeah. uh included in the agenda packet. Yeah, and if you're going to, you know, if you want to effectively engage with your city council on an, on
0: an ordinance that's before them, you know, just as a city councilor uh, does their homework or should be doing their homework to research, uh, you know, they read the language, they read the staff reports. Uh, you know, residents should be doing the same thing. You know, a lot of times we have residents come up and say, where did this come from? Or why, you know, why, why are we doing this? Or why are we rushing this? Uh All of that's in the cam. And Mm -hmm. in most cases, it explains, it answers, why are we doing this? It Mm -hmm. it says, in the vast majority of cases, I'd say 99.9% of the time, it goes through the very lengthy process and Mm -hmm. history of it as well. So if something's uh, in front of council for a first or second reading, there have been most likely at least several meetings. And it's been in the works for, in some cases, months if not years. Mm Um, so it gets to first reading. What happens at first reading? So it's on the agenda. It's mm-hmm. normally gone through the committee that Carrie mentioned. It. Right. Uh, and then it gets to the, the regular council meeting for first mm-hmm. reading. What happens at first reading?
2: Well, at first reading, the uh, committee chair, uh, whichever committee oversaw it um, oversaw the item, will kind of give a brief explanation of what happened in committee, their discussions or their vote, um, and then whichever staff member is responsible for that particular item give a presentation uh, mm. to the entire council, kind of outlining, outlining the, um, the item uh, any particular details that are pertinent for their uh, decision making. And um, then they can field questions from, mm. uh, from council as they come. But uh, after that, there's no action taken at that time because it's kind of given them an opportunity to, mm. to learn more about it, to, to think about it, think about some other questions that they may have in the, in the next mm. week. Uh, or the next two weeks, rather, and um, and, and kind of let it let it stew for yeah. until they have to make a decision.
0: Now, when we go from first to second reading, that's when Carrie jumps back in, and there's another step that Carrie has to take.
1: And That is the public hearing ads.
0: Yes, what ha- the public hearing ads, which uh, yeah, I'm sure very few people actually read. Uh, you, you know, you have to get the newspaper to get them, or I guess they're on the online version too. But they are. <laughs> Uh why do we do that?
1: Uh, to notify the public of what is going on in their neighborhood. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, some of it is budget mm-hmm. related. Some of it is uh, city code um, changes that are coming up uh, just to notify the public so they can come out and speak on that matter uh, at the at that meeting that that's going to be held on. Yeah.
0: And it's still required that we publish them in the paper, mm-hmm. even though fewer and fewer people are actually getting the print edition or reading the paper. Mm-hmm. Um, so... The real reason we do it, we do it obviously to make sure everybody has access to it, but it's required it by right. state, state law. So mm-hmm. we we actually have to spend, how much do we spend every year on public hearing notices?
1: I am not certain. It really just depends on how many like, public hearings we have okay. um, Ballpark. on a particular week.
0: Twenty thousand dollars. I want to say it's No, no, no. $5. I want to say it's cl-
1: it's closer to twenty.
0: Twenty thousand dollars. So not an insignificant amount. I mean, it mm-hmm. doesn't break the budget, but at the same time, we spend you know a substantial amount of money mm-hmm. uh, running ads in the newspaper for bills, and we don't have to do resolutions, do we? Uh, not all resolutions hearing,
1: right? require a public hearing, but mm-hmm. there are a couple out there that
0: will. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's been published in the paper that we're doing it. Mm-hmm. We have to do it two weeks in advance of two, the public hearing. Two weeks in advance. Now, we've occasionally talked about doing the public hearing at first reading. We're allowed to do that, right?
1: We are allowed to do that. And uh, we do
0: that, we've done it a couple of times. Just, we did it for, most recently for, oh, what was that? We did a public hearing during first reading for something. Anyways, the, um, what was it? Was Re- it the comp redistricting, plan? wasn't it? Oh, it was the comp plan. Yeah.
1: I think it was the comp plan.
0: It might've been the comp plan. I think, yeah, we've done it a couple, one or yeah. two times yes. recently. Yes. So where we actually held the public hearing during <laughs> first reading, <laughs> Yeah, that makes some sense too, because mm-hmm. when something hits second reading, it should be done. Like mm-hmm. it's not, there are not, you know, big major changes, uh, yeah. at that point. It's the, it's the night that it's getting approved and becoming a law. So yeah. we shouldn't, staff shouldn't be receiving a whole bunch of differing direction from the city council. Mm-hmm. Um, so having a public hearing that same night, you know, might not be the most effective way to get feedback from the residents. Mm-hmm. So we might, you might see, you know, for those of you at least who track Winchester stuff, uh, it, you might see more public hearings during first reading if we feel like, you know, we want to make sure that the the publics mm-hmm. had a chance to speak, and then there's been a couple of weeks for the council to digest that feedback. Um, but normally, for the most part, right now we still do it during second reading.
1: Well, and citizens are. Uh Allowed to come in and talk during public comments as well That's true. prior to the first reading.
0: That is true. That mm-hmm. is true. And you can show up at any meeting, and speak your mind on any topic mm-hmm. related to the city. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's second reading. They have voted. It is now an ordinance with the city. What happens with it? We just kind of... Uh, what what do you do? Do we just make a copy of it and put it in the file cabinet somewhere? What happens?
1: No. So what happens after um, after an ordinance is passed? Uh, we do hold ordinance books in our office mm-hmm. in the city manager's office. We've got
0: some old ones. In
1: we there. we really do. We really do. Um, back to Civil War days. Um, seventeen
0: pre yeah. pre the Constitution. I think we've so. got some. We don't do we? I don't think we have any pre ones, do we? I think seventeen ninety.
1: I think it's seventeen. I think you're right. I think it's closer to eighteen hundred. So I think it's in yeah.
0: I, I think it. I know it's pre-constitution during the old articles, of the confederation back mm-hmm. uh, right after we were independent. But mm-hmm. yeah, we've got those going way back in the mm-hmm. office because we're a pretty historic city. Yes, <laughs> a <laughs> so, little
1: bit. So we do record those in our ordinance books, mm-hmm. and then uh, we also upload those um, to a. Another site that we have called Muni Code, mm-hmm. which houses all of our copies of our resolutions and our ordinances for upcoming ordinance books.
0: And pretty much every city uses Muni Code, right? Or they not, publish their. Really?
1: Not everyone, no. And huh. I mean, even prior to us um, having Muni Code, um, you know, it was all manual. Those, uh, really? Those code books and everything were manually done. Huh. Mm-hmm.
0: So if somebody wanted to, so there was a time at which it wasn't. uh, Obviously, there was a time when it (laughs) when it wasn't online, but Mm -hmm. uh, there are still jurisdictions that don't publish their ordinances online, or
1: there's there's ones that might not uh, necessarily use an outcode. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Got it. We used to just put them on the website as PDFs.
0: (laughs) Oh, okay. Well, that's not very. And there's several jurisdictions
1: that still do that. See that? Oh, Mm -hmm. geez,
0: those guys are outdated. Not meaning to shame a jurisdiction, but that's kind of. It's kind of old school in a bad way. Um, So we publish it on Unicode and then we implement it. Mm -hmm. So that is, that's the price. Now a resolution is a little different. Uh, It's a lot different. Uh, What's the difference between a resolution and an ordinance?
1: A resolution is more of a policy, a city Mm -hmm. policy maybe, maybe not so much of a Mm -hmm.
0: law. Or just a recognition. Recognition. Like we do resolutions Mm -hmm. all the time for Mm -hmm. so-and-so's organization is doing a an event or so-and-so's, uh, significant milestone for one of our, Ab- actually those would be proclamations. proclamations. Thank mm-hmm. you very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we do resolutions and proclamations mm-hmm. resolutions require council approval proclamations Absolutely. That's just the mayor, right?
1: That's the mayor. Mm-hmm. Got
0: it. Yes, okay. Yes. So what else do we, when we resolve to do something, what kind of stuff goes into it? Like I know we just did, um, and by the way, for those of you, I, I know what goes into a, a resolution, but I want these guys to tell you what goes into a resolution.
1: You build your resolutions a lot like your ordinances. Mm-hmm. Uh, we still do a council action memo for those, give the background information, mm-hmm. um, give any budgetary impacts. Um, and we also do whereases on those as mm-hmm. well, but they are more of a informal Policy, mm-hmm. it's per non- se, yes. as opposed to being written into city code. Gotcha. Um, so, like, we do some resolutions for um, some bonds. Those can be done in a resolution or an ordinance, depending mm-hmm. on what it is. We can do resolutions for...
2: Do some joint agreements with, with other localities. MOUs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes,
1: yeah. That's what I
2: was, I
0: so, resolutions basically just... The council has made a decision, they formalized their opinion on something, and this is their way of speaking as one voice. Mm -hmm. Got it. Okay. So we've talked about resolutions, ordinances, proclamations. Uh, If you're a resident and you want to see how that process works, you can really watch the process. Let's say you pick an item, go back, go to our website and, you know, pick a particular ordinance trace it back through and uh, I think a good example might be one of our land use ones Mm so Mm -hmm. uh, Patrick when someone gets a uh, if there's a text amendment to our zoning code Mm -hmm. that starts off with planning commission right so you could trace an item back to its very first planning commission work session on our website Mm -hmm. you can watch and we record the planning commission work sessions right 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 well well, anyways, they're, they're looking into that. So planning commission work sessions, from there it goes to the planning commission regular meeting. It might be a couple of stops, a couple of meetings there. Then it goes to the council committee, first reading, second reading. So you can really, you know, as a resident, watch right. every step of the process. Um, right. And even for that stuff that's not video recorded, uh, you've got staff reports, you've got the presentations that might have uh, come along with it. Um, so you can really go to our website and watch every step of this process, Mm -hmm. um, to get a better sense of how it works. And these things take time. So nothing's rushed per se, uh, because let's say it's at a planning commission works. Let's say it starts off there. Mm -hmm. How long would something, even if it went smoothly through, what's the minimum amount of time roughly Patrick?
2: Well, it would take, um, at least two meetings of the planning commission, so mm-hmm. work session and then their regular meeting. Mm-hmm. Um, That's a it, month. And Yeah, so they have their meetings um, the first and third Tuesdays mm-hmm. um, of every month, uh, typically so if they approve it at the regular meeting uh it'll then have to go to the planning and economic development committee mm-hmm. uh, which is typically the fourth thursday yes of every month yep
1: mm-hmm. the, typically the last thursday yeah. of that month
2: just yeah, to make sure that mm-hmm. yes that's right that's right so um it, it effectively it'll it'll be at least a month before um it gets anywhere near uh, mm-hmm. the whole city council um and then once it goes through PED, It'll go to a regular meeting uh, first, or the next regular meeting of mm-hmm. the city council. And it's probably
0: another week or two.
2: Another yep, um, and then another two weeks for the second reading and public hearing before there's a vote. And that's assuming that it doesn't get tabled mm-hmm. or continued along the way for further mm-hmm. discussion. discussion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So,
0: at a minimum, you're looking at 60 days, and that doesn't include mm-hmm. all the staff work that went into that very first meeting. So. If you come to the city and you got an idea, uh, and let's say it's a great idea that should become an o- a city ordinance, and, you know, input from the public obviously is a huge part of all this, uh, you're more than welcome to bring your ideas for bills and ordinances and resolutions and proclamations to us, but uh, for particularly for ordinances, Know, it is a lengthy process these these wheels turn slowly but they turn slowly for a reason and that is mm-hmm. to you know allow everybody to participate in the process we can't do that quickly and to allow for good discussion because right. every there's obviously multiple mm-hmm. perspectives and different sides to every issue so yeah. uh, we want to make sure we don't rush anything that's mm-hmm. going to affect the daily lives of our residents
2: yeah, And that's so. just sound policy making too. You know, all the, the background that goes into it from researching other localities mm-hmm. to getting our, our city attorneys input, mm-hmm. make sure everything's legal and everything is uh, uh, as as good as it can be before it, it even touches the, the code book.
0: Absolutely. That's a perfect note to end on. So thank you, uh, Carrie and Patrick. Uh, I'll see you upstairs in a few minutes. Um, <coughs> uh, thank you for Uh, enlightening us on what a clerk does, how a bill becomes a law kind of conversation. And uh, if you ever want to see them in action, uh, you can hear Carrie every, almost every other week uh, when she calls a meeting to order. We didn't really get into what you do during the meeting actually. So the voice you hear um, when you're watching a meeting start, so you'll hear the gavel and the mayor will say, Call this meeting to or the such and such meeting of the County Council. Carrie, will you please call the roll? That's me. That's you. What, then, no, you. What's your part then?
1: I then uh, take attendance for no, that. No, no, I say meeting. do it like you're doing it. Oh, <laughs> you. Councillor Bell, Councillor Clark, <laughs> Councillor Herbstritt, Councillor Hill, yeah. Councillor Milstead, Councillor Rodriguez, Councillor Sullivan, Councillor Veach, and Mayor Smith.
0: There you go, all nine. She did it. So, yes, you can hear her every uh, the second and fourth Tuesday of every mm-hmm. month, uh, unless she's out. Um, and then but that's not all she does, because then let's see, you also call every vote. So when it comes time for the vote to actually occur, at, you know, let's say, mm-hmm. second reading, mm-hmm. uh, you'll hear the mayor say, Carrie, will you please call the roll? And that, then you do that same thing again.
1: That's me again. And not all. Require a roll call
0: vote. Not all so. require a roll call. <laughs> Sometimes it's just a voice vote. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, you also keep time. So when public during public comment, <laughs> everybody has three minutes, three minutes. So you keep the clock. <laughs> um, so it's uh, so yes. So if you're interested in that, you can see Carrie every uh, the second and fourth Tuesday of every month, and um, Patrick is always there as well. So you can see us uh, second and fourth Tuesday of every month. Um, next one is tomorrow night, uh, June fourteenth. All right. Uh, thank you guys very much. See you upstairs. Thank you. So see, Carrie did a perfectly she fine. She did job. fine. She was so nervous. And Patrick, <laughs> although he won't he won't let on, he gets a little nervous too. But he
1: does, but he never sounds like it.
0: No, no, because he's very prepared. Mm-hmm. He he prepares ahead of time. He does his research. Uh, he's a very thorough, very uh, thorough mm-hmm. guy. So yep um they did just fine and although this can be a very dry topic uh, it's pretty important you know we i think one of the most common complaints we get it's about well you know why are why is the city doing this mm-hmm. why is the city considering this bill or why is the city considering changing this thing why didn't i know why didn't i know mm-hmm. about this well a if you didn't know about it it's because you didn't take a few minutes to actually do a little bit of research because nothing that we do is not online for weeks at a time before absolutely yet. and um, and if you don't have a computer which is some folks complaint we publish stuff in the newspaper uh, and you know you can get to a computer pretty easily these days at any library uh, or you can just show up at our meetings mm-hmm. call so call us and ask email call us and ask show mm-hmm. up at city I mean there there's a half a dozen different ways that you can stay informed so I uh, those methods are at your disposal and you do have an ability to influence the process. even one resident, you know showing up and speaking you know thoughtfully mm-hmm. with preparation uh, can absolutely makes a big uh, difference makes a big difference. Mm-hmm. I mean I see I see city councilors you know if we have somebody show up at public comment and they use their three minutes in a uh, a clear, thoughtful constructive manner it absolutely impresses them mm-hmm. and they take it into consideration uh, you know getting up and just complaining for three minutes or uh, you know just to just be frank speaking without having done any kind of research or any kind of preparation um, it that also shows and it, it you know like in life it, it, it hurts. Uh, you know, whatever you're trying to, if you're trying to persuade people, you need to do your homework. So, um, very important to understand the process. Very important to, uh, you know, understand how the inner workings, you know, work. So,
1: yeah. And we also put stuff in our newsletter. We do mm-hmm. send it out every week yep. and then we also have social media.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Everybody has email at this point, right? Yeah. Even if you don't like checking email, that's kind of the way of the world these days. So.
1: I put every agenda in the newsletter.
0: Yeah, and I wouldn't. I wouldn't rely on. You know, this is not a statement about our local paper, but you know, if you're only relying on the newspaper, you know, you're only getting, you know, probably the things that they feel are important enough to cover, because mm-hmm. um, you know, there's only so much print that they can print. Right. And a lot of times it's after the fact. Exactly. So uh, make sure you, if you want to be involved while it's in process you know make sure you get our newsletter make sure you go to the to the website Mm -hmm. so all right that's it for this edition of uh the city works portion of the rouse review thanks again i'm your city manager dan hoffman communications (laughs) communications (laughs) director amy simmons uh thanks for hanging out with us and we'll see you around city all